You're listening to 101 with Tyrone Olsen on episode 41. Let's do this. Let's do yeah. that. Yes. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, cheers, yeah. cheers. Hello, skateboarders. Welcome to TSM Live Show, Season 4 Finale, Episode 11. I'm your host, Tommy Zam. This episode's interviewers are Jeff Wansong, Pat Duffy, music by Chuck Treese. You guys ready to get this show started? Because I know I'm ready. Let's do this. Yeah, what's up, Jeff? Hey, just chilling, man. How are you doing? Oh man, just uh, chilling too, man. I'm excited. This is a uh, season finale of season, f- or actually season four finale, man. I'm, I'm stoked that oh, you're man. on here, man. Oh, I feel special. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, well, that's crazy. Hey, you, re- you want to check out your video part, man? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all right, let's well, check, check it out. this out, man.
sick. sick video dude thanks dude i appreciate it yeah well, a lot of work went into that one T take us back to making that video man like i mean doing those you know did it take you a long time with the double flips and and all that i mean did it like how many tries did it take you on some of those tricks oh man uh some tricks took me like two three trips to go back for and do and like i mean each time like at least three four hours of trying um, other ones, you know, I got lucky, got the first time I went there relatively easy. Um, but yeah, the, the whole video part took, um, dude, the first, the first clip I got for that is about four years old. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's been, <laughs> been in production for about four years, but it, it's not like I was, uh, steadily filming that whole time. Um, mm -hmm. I, I got injured, uh, pretty frequently throughout the process and uh paused paused it a little bit and uh i don't know just filmer issues you know not everyone's always available to go out when you when you're ready to go out so um yeah just just things like that but uh yeah a lot of i don't know the video parts are cool it's like uh it's just like a like a time machine you just mm -hmm. look back to a lot of a lot of memories you had like maybe not even necessarily of, i mean of course about the trick you were doing but also whatever else you were doing in that time that you were trying that trick besides skateboarding yeah. so i don't know i think it's always cool to look back on uh on video parts no i, I agree with you on that because i mean when we when i we used to film all the time back in the days um we used to you know, use like a old like dinosaur cameras and v the old VHS cameras mm -hmm. and stuff. And I mean, I, I still go back with my Bahomi's house and still watch some of the old videos, footage of me and all of us used to skate when we were like little, little small little jits and shit. So yeah, I definitely get you on that from like memories and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, as you can see, I, I have some of that VHS footage in there of me when I was <laughs> I, a little kid, dude. I saw that. <laughs> like that was, that was my friend's idea who uh, edited the video part. He, he wanted to put in some really old footage of me when I like was first starting to skate. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I could ask my parents and <laughs> see if they got anything, but I doubt it. And then my mom like came through and had all these old VHS tapes of me when I was like 10, 11 years old. And it, it was, it was crazy, man. Like looking back on that stuff because it's like, I, I completely forgot about those times, but then looking back on them and watching them, I'm like, oh, wow. I actually, I remember that now. It's, yeah. it's, it's a crazy feeling. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Well, let's go back a little bit. So where, where are you from? I mean, originally? Uh, I'm from Denville, New Jersey. Okay. And what was it like growing up there? It, it was cool, man. Um, I mean, I mean, besides skateboarding, it, it's a great place to bring up, a child um mm -hmm. it's a really really friendly town neighborhood super safe uh just your general like suburban town in the in i don't know not the middle of nowhere it's not yeah. it's like an hour from new york city but um yeah i mean it, it was cool uh i didn't have a lot of i mean when i was coming up skateboarding about 20 years ago uh 
it, it I mean, obviously it's not as big as, as it is nowadays. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was kind of like a little bit of an outcast being a skateboarder in elementary and middle school and stuff. Like I didn't really have many friends who skated as well, or if they did, they, they weren't as serious as I was about it. So, um, yeah, in that sense, I don't know. It, it uh, it kind of helped me though. It kind of helped me like find myself and who I am as a skateboarder because I didn't really have anyone else to shape my opinion of like what's cool or like what's good. Like I just did what I thought was cool and what I thought was like neat and yeah, you know that's uh, so yeah. Just as far as skateboarding goes, I didn't really have a whole lot of people to do it with, but I kind of appreciate it in that way as well. Yeah. And, and who was um, the skaters that you grew um Who were the pro skaters that influenced you in the skateboarding? Influenced me? Yeah. That got you like, you're stoked okay. on like, oh, dude, Ronnie Mullen. That, dude, oh, yeah. Him, okay. You know? For uh, well, I mean, I grew up skate uh, playing the Tony Hawk video games. So okay. uh, those are kind of, that was like, that was like kind of my first exposure to professional skateboarders. Um, so uh, Rodney Mullen, for sure. Now that you mention him, uh, yeah. I remember just watching his, videos i'm like this guy's insane like doing the craziest stuff i don't even know what he's doing uh, uh bam margera was a big one like i always thought it was cool how he'd like jump off big stuff and just not care like <laughs> at all uh day one song of course hence yeah. my nickname uh brian herman still okay. one of my favorite skaters to this day uh liked him a lot still do uh who else um i mean andrew reynolds yeah sure. uh i mean so, those, those are like the main ones mm -hmm. pretty much you know if somebody asks me my favorite skater i just tell them brian herman because he did influence me a lot of tricks that i do but um yeah, yeah so and, and growing up in, New, in in your town in New Jersey, was there a lot of like what was the skate scene like there? Or was it like a lot of skate shops, or you had to go to mall shops, or what? No, man. Like I said, like nothing, pretty much. Like no skate parks, no skate. Well, actually, okay, we there was one skate shop in my town, but it was like a bike shop originally that tried to do skateboarding, but I don't know, that just didn't work out. I don't even. They haven't been around for like 15 years or something. They went out of business pretty, pr pretty quickly. Um, but I did have a shop in a couple towns over. It was maybe like 30, 40 minutes away. That was like the main shop in my area. It was called Small Empire. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that was just like the, the core shop of our whole area around there. And then, I mean, I think later down the line, the mall in my town got a zoomies or something which mm -hmm. i didn't really want to go there but like that was closer than that core shop so like yeah. if i broke a board and really needed one real quick yeah i'd probably go there but generally i go to small empire to like get whatever i needed yeah yeah definitely and then so then you know so you didn't have like a really big skate scene but then you decided like after high school you're like you know what mom dad i'm gonna go take this further i'm gonna go travel with my skateboarding i mean did you decide to do that or what well i mean kind of right after, when i graduated high school i went to college so mm -hmm. i went to college in tampa florida okay so but that's right that's where i'm that's where i seen you down down in tampa 
Yeah, so I wasn't necessarily done with school and all that just yet. But the fact that I got out of New Jersey and went to another state and got to meet a lot of new people, skate a lot of new spots, and just be exposed to a bunch of stuff I hadn't been exposed to before, uh, it helped me a lot. Um, kind of, I don't know, it was just, it, it was a it was a good experience for sure. It, much better than if I just stayed in New, Jer- in New Jersey or something. Like, I don't even know what I'd be doing right now if I did that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I moved down to Florida for four, four years. And then once I graduated college, um, I had some buddies out in California who, like, perfect timing. They needed a roommate, like, right when I left school. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, I did the whole school thing, kind of just my parents want me to do that. So I'm like, I guess I'm kind of free to do what I want now. And then <laughs> moved out here and it's been about eight years or so. And yeah, this is I'm still here. And, and what'd you go to school for? Was it for like a doctor or anything or what? Uh, nah, nothing crazy, man. I just, um, I got a degree in communications. Okay. And uh, originally I went for business, but I, I hate numbers. So I was <laughs> like, okay, fuck that. And then, <laughs> communications was a lot easier. So <laughs> I just went with that. And there's a lot of different things you can do with that down the line. So yeah. I, I'm glad I did that. You know, it's definitely, definitely good to go to school and have a backup plan, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, you can't skate all I mean, we'd love to skate all our lives. But we know Father Time kind of <laughs> knocks on our door sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You uh, can't can't do it forever. That's for sure. And then so so you went from New Jersey to college in Tampa. And then after that, after four years, you're like, I'm free man now. No more college, no more school. You took off to California. And is that where you started to like companies and people knows who you are more in, out in California? Um, you know, in, in terms of and uh, publicity and people knowing me and stuff, that, that started a little bit um, when I was still in New Jersey. Because, uh, I like, dude, before YouTube was like, you know, everyone wanted to be a YouTuber and get rich off that. I was doing YouTube like way before, like when it first started. And, um, I made my username Jeff Wan Song. And that's like, you know, that's kind of why people still call me that to this day. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I just, that was like my Instagram back then. I would just post. I wouldn't even post like long videos. I just post like a clip every day on my YouTube. And I guess, I don't know, uh, the algorithm pushed me out there just because of the names of the tricks I put in the titles and stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, because of that, um, my first real, well, my first sponsor was some skate, another skate shop that like popped up randomly like a little bit like my senior year in high school and then they went out of business but mm-hmm. my first like real real sponsor uh was plan b they uh oh sick yeah and they found me through youtube like it's crazy man they just like they they messaged me through youtube and then told me to check my email and i checked my email and it said call colin at this number and Keep in mind, also, this was on April Fool's Day. So <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, what a great joke somebody's playing on me. And, but I was like, whatever, we can't hurt to try. So 
I called the phone number. It was really, it was Colin McKay on the phone. I'm like, what the fuck? This is crazy. <laughs> and just, you know, uh, just saying like he, him and the plan B team were like fans of what I was doing and wanted to help me out with boards and stuff. And this was right before I went to college too. Mm-hmm. So like, this is perfect. I was like, cause it was before I graduated, I was like, I don't know. I was like contemplating like what I was going to do. I was like, man, should I keep, I always knew I was going to skate, but like, I didn't know how serious I should keep taking it. I'm like, man, should I like really keep going with this? Like, dude, am I really like any good? I don't know. Yeah. Like th- that was kind of like a sign, dude. I was like, Oh wow. Like if plan B skateboards wants to help me out, you know, I must, something must be there. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah, it definitely motivated me for, for a while. Um, getting help from them. Appreciate those guys. Definitely. That's um, right. I mean, what were you like? Were you like nervous? Were you palm sweating when, when you're like, dude, I, I will tell you all of that. And I swear that might be the only time I've ever cried from happiness. Like, <laughs> I, I was in disbelief, dude. I remember I like ran into my mom's bedroom and I'm like, mom, you'll never believe this. I'm sponsored by a giant, uh, I'm sponsored by P-Rod's company blah 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 because he was he was on plan b yeah. at the time and like she's like i don't have to buy you skateboards anymore I'm like no <laughs> no i get free stuff now and it was just like my first taste of like oh shit this is what like being sponsored feels like holy shit this is crazy yeah. so yeah that was like by far one of the happiest moments of my life to this day hell yeah dude that's right that's something that you'll always remember for the rest of your life you oh. know Completely. Also, because they also as they emailed me a video of P Rod saying like, "Yo, Jeff Juan, we've been watching your videos. Sick stuff. We want to help you out. This is us trying to contact you." And I still have that video saved to this day. I'm never letting that go, dude. That's always gonna be on a computer, a phone, something in my hard drive. Like, always gonna have that. You're going to die and that video is going to be with you in your coffin or, or buried with you or whatever, you know? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, dude. That's right. And then, then, then you, then you also got hooked up with Ron, uh, Ronnie Crager too, with his brand too, right? Yeah. So, okay. The, the plan B thing that lasted for about a year and a half or okay. so. And then um, just, they had like budget things and had to let me go, but whatever, I understood it. And then I don't know my whole time, I was still in Florida when that happened. I was in college. And then, I don't know, I had like little random board sponsors here and there throughout mm-hmm. that time. And then I moved out here and I was like, I was like internet friends with James Craig, who mm-hmm. uh, worked at Dwindle, the guy who used to be pro for blind. Yeah. And he was helping me out with like almost boards for a little bit. And uh, then randomly, uh, I guess, uh, Ronnie Krager, what? Okay, so I had a I had this skate shop sponsor out here, mm-hmm. and they um they gave me a guest pro model. I guess uh, it was a shop board with my name on it, pretty much. That's right. And uh, I guess Ronnie went into my shop one day, uh, hooking them up with his company, High School Dropout Boards, and he saw that board of mine, and. Uh, he was like, oh, yeah, what's up with that kid? Is, does he have, like, is he sponsored? Does he have a board sponsor? Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't even know about this, but 
I guess somebody who was in happened to be in the shop that day and overheard that they just messaged me and they're like, yo, Ronnie Krieger was asking about you. And I'm like, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, he just like, I don't know, like somewhere around that time he followed me on Instagram and then I just reached out to him. I'm like, yo, what's up, man? I heard like you were asking about me in my skate shop. And then he just like pretty much told me about his brand, asked me if I wanted to ride for them. And I, I did that for like a little over three, you know, around three years or so. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool, man. That guy is, he's, he's the best, like super supportive, helped me out a lot. And it was a cool brand. Um, just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really exactly sure what happened with it. Yeah. But, um, I, I wish it could have stepped still kept going it was really cool hell yeah, hell yeah and and now you're pro for vow skateboards right yeah yeah that uh congratulations on that homie How, how's that yeah. feel, dude? thanks man it's pretty cool so see see my name yeah on, on skateboard <laughs> but uh yeah that was weird man it was uh so after the whole high school dropout thing um it, it, i had it was like a weird couple of couple of stages, I guess. Um, so I had a friend. Uh, he's like a YouTuber named Lamont Holt. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yeah, I heard of him. But yeah, he has this brand called Candy, and they were starting to make skateboards. And he told me they were going to make a team, and he wanted me to be on it. So I joined that, and like that was cool, but. I mean, I noticed like no one, he wasn't really putting anyone else on. And then I'm like, I don't know, dude, I don't know about this. I kind of don't want to be on a company that has no team really. And like, he's my friend, he understood. And then after that, uh, that's when I started, I contacted Steve at, um, Steve McInnes. Um, and he was helping me out with like FSC boards and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But like, the whole time he just like he was telling me he couldn't really put me on there's not really enough room for the team or to have another pro or anything so yeah i was like in a little bit of a like whatever board, a board purgatory for yeah. a bit and then uh somewhere down the line he told me he had a, he had a friend starting a new brand called vow mm-hmm. and they wanted uh it's an australian brand they said they wanted an American pro and I'm like, all right, cool. Who, who do you want? And then they're like, Oh, we want to turn you pro. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, then I'm, I'm down. Let me like try skate some of the boards, see how they are. And the boards were sick, but like, um, man, this was, uh, it was about two years ago. All this happened that they mm-hmm. proposed that idea to me. So I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I mean, of course I want to have a pro model, but, uh, I don't want to just get a pro model. I want to do something. And like, yeah. like I have some clips. Um, let me like film a part that I'm pretty stoked on. And then after the part comes out, maybe have the board come out. And yeah, they like that idea. And that's pretty much what happened. Oh, yeah. And did you come up with the graphics or did they come up with the graphics themselves? No, actually, my um, my one of my best friends back in Jersey, who uh, he's a filmer, artist skateboarder all this stuff um he came up with the graphic and uh this was actually supposed i was supposed to go pro for ronnie's company 
like mm-hmm. four years ago and then they kind of just fizzled out but this was going to be the graphic for ronnie's brand and just never happened so we've mm-hmm. been holding on to it for a while and uh yeah it's just kind of uh a little bit of an inside joke. I mean, of course, there's a, a guy on the roof skating because I skate off, skate off roofs a lot. But people think it's Snoopy, but it's not Snoopy because <laughs> we'd get, we'd get sued if it was Snoopy, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's actually a rat. It's a rat that looks like Snoopy, and uh, the whole reason behind that is just because we have this little joke that. Uh, Whenever I'm back on the East Coast and we're filming, I'm trying to trick for a long time. I mean, pretty much the only time I visit is during the summertime. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty hot, humid. You know, you're in Florida. Exactly. And um, Jersey gets cold as shit. <laughs> Jersey gets cold, but during the summertime, it gets hot and humid, dude. Not yes. like Florida, but it's pretty bad. It is and, pretty bad. Um, yeah. So anytime we try to film a trick, during the summer, and I'm getting like stressed out. I'm like all sweaty and shit. He's like, dude, you look like a drowned rat. I'm like, I'm like oh wow thanks so like this rat on the roof is supposed to be me i guess <laughs> so that's that's the story behind this graphic that's right dude and hey man you deserve it man you, yeah, you know, also you- the, the guy who uh homie who made the board graphic he edited my the part we just watched too oh sick no, he did yeah. a good part. Good part on the edit and everything. That's definitely good. Yeah, he, and, he killed it on that for sure. And, and and do you have any other sponsors too other than Val or is it just only? Yeah, no, uh, Val, uh, Etnies, uh, Crux, Trucks, FKD mm-hmm. Bearings, uh, Bro Style Grip Tape, uh, Haritos, the okay. drink. No um, way. You like those? Yeah. Those things <laughs> yeah, are good, kind of, dude. Kind of an interesting one, but I'm I'm stoked on that. Hell yeah. uh, and inner city skate shop, and I think that's it. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. And do you have anything coming up for 2022 or rest of 2022? Yeah, yeah, a few things, man. Uh, that same guy I was just talking about who made this graphic, uh, but he's a he films VX, and every time I come back to visit Jersey, we've been working on this uh, this. Well, it's pretty much done. He's just like making some final touches. I have a VX part coming out mm-hmm. that he fully filmed and edited, so it, it should turn out sick. Like he's he's really good at what he does. So that should be out some point next year. Um, I'm you know out here in LA. I'm still filming, stacking clips. I don't know exactly what for, but some part will come out hopefully <laughs> in the next year or so. And then also. Um, Besides all that, uh, I have a homie who, um, he's from the East Coast as well, and he just moved out here, who I've known since I was like 14 or 15, and uh, he, uh, I mean, his job is like video editing, and but not for skateboarding, like other stuff, Yeah. and uh, you know, he it, he had an idea, he, want, he wanted to make a trick tip video with me, because people, people always like, they're always asking me how to do tricks and like, I mean, my tricks, the tricks I do, like, you know, there aren't many tips on the internet on how to do no. them. So we came up with like 12 different, pretty different tricks that um, I'm going to teach you how to do. And um, 
we're going to put some of the tips on YouTube, but we're going to make the whole thing into like a, a full video and okay. um, probably be on sale on like Amazon or something. But um, we're going to have to try it's all the tricks are like filmed. I, we just got to like edit some stuff and uh, trying to have that out around Christmas time or something. All right. All right. So, cool. cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm up to right now. Hell yeah. And to do um where where can people find you at? Do you have a website, social media, YouTube channel? Uh I don't have a website, but um my Instagram is just my name at Jeff DeCesare. Mm-hmm. And uh my YouTube is still Jeff Wansong <laughs> after all these years. Uh I don't I haven't posted many videos lately, but like I said, I'm gonna post some of those trick tips on my YouTube. So yeah, I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't wait to see those because I mean some of those tricks in your video part I'm like holy shit how in the hell did he do that dude <laughs> yeah it, it should be funny man hopefully it helps out some people when they watch them but, are you uh, gonna have any are you gonna have any bloopers in it there there should uh what do you mean by bloopers like you know falls like, or just like well, messing up falls, you're messing around talking or oh anything? yeah I mean there's gonna be plenty of falls me just like doing stupid shit i don't know it, it'll be funny it, it won't be boring trust me <laughs> oh i can't wait to see it man I, I, yeah hey, I, I seen you i seen you back in tampa and i seen you a lot when i was out there man and hey dude i'm, I'm stoked for you man you well deserve to turn pro and and your skateboarding is amazing dude i know a lot of people are hyped on you man thanks man i appreciate that i appreciate you uh hitting me up for this interview dude seriously i i'm, I'm stoked that uh I get to be on the season finale. It, it's a it's a cool feeling. <laughs> dude, season season finale with two legends, dude. <laughs> dude, Pat Duffy, what the hell, dude? Holy shit, man! So and Chuck hey, Tree's. Wait, wait till you hear, wait till you hear Chuck Tree's story, dude. That's a true legend right there, dude. And it's it all it all like full circle, man. Like I was talking about Plan B, dude. <laughs> I, I think at one point Pat was sending me boards. Actually, I think he became the team manager at one point. So that's that's super cool like pat pat's always been a super good dude hell yeah hell yeah well jeff thanks so much for coming on the show man uh coming up next is chuck trees make sure you stick around because dude kills it on a guitar man thanks jeff cool, man. yeah no problem man Peace. thanks for having me hell yeah what's up i'm tyson bowerbank and i skate bone swiss bearings been skating bones for like 10 years now they're the longest lasting bearing the fastest bearing I usually skate a pair for like six or eight months. They don't break, they never slow down. For the best, go get yourself a pair. Skateboarding and music, both original, pure, unique, raw. My life would be nothing without it. Jump on your skate, jump into your music. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Good, good, man. I, I love the intro of you, man. It was like it was like a 
you know, <laughs> like a big, huge, you know, well, you are a true legend coming on the show, man. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh. How you been, man? Good, yeah, I've just been um playing a lot of music with uh, G-Love and also myself and my son have a project called Bing Crosby. We've just been playing skate parks and having fun. And right now we're about to do a tour with uh, Ron Allen. So we're heading to Chicago from, I'm at a public skate park right now, or private skate park. It's called uh, The Yard in Ambler, PA. So we're leaving right after this to, to head to Chicago. Hell yeah, dude. And where are you going to play out in Chicago so the audience will know where to come check you out? Well, it's going to be, uh, I guess, the Vans Skate Park in Chicago uh, this weekend. Well, not at this Tuesday, they're opening back up. So there's like a 25 guest skate session. And then Ron and I do a radio show on the second floor. Oh, so sick. it's kind of like a, like a, you know, and our, then the shows start after that, but this, this is going to be, we're going to play on, 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 on the webcast. It's just not a full show. It's like a, like a little 10 minute set. Dude, that's rad, dude. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to check this out, man. <laughs> <It'll be fun. laughs> Hell yeah. Well, cool. Let's, let's get into this. You know, uh, some of the audience might know who you are and some might not. Uh, tell us a little bit about you. Okay, my name is Chuck Treese. I'm a professional skater, musician out of Philadelphia. Um, started skating when I was about age 11. I'm now age 57. I'm still skating. I've created a lot of music for Stacy Peralta, the Bones Brigade videos, um, Public Domain Band, this propaganda, and there may be one other one that I'm leaving out. Um, but I've basically been playing music within the hardcore and reggae scene a bunch because that was going on in Philly along with skateboarding. I went to school in Wilmington, Delaware, graduated in 82. And since there was a scene in Philly and it was only half an hour away, the best thing for me to do was just to get into a bigger city and, you know, figure out what was going on within skateboarding and punk rock. And, and that turned into everything else that you guys see. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And, and growing up in Delaware, is that where you started skateboarding or was it um, more moving into Philly? No, I started at age 11. I was going back and forth from Wilmington, Delaware to Philadelphia. My mom lives in Philly and I live with my dad in, in, in Wilmington. So my first skate park was in Wilmington, Easy Rider. And where I basically first skinned my first, my, my first bruise on a skateboard came from like my neighborhood suburban, you know, spot. Like it's called Metalwood. You know, I was skating with a friend of mine. It's just funny. It's way back in the day. But we all were emulating this surf style. And Delaware's a huge surf town. You know, there's a bunch of stuff going on there you know, and skate town too that's right dude and do you remember your first skateboard my first one was a 15 dollar board that my dad purchased for me it's like a you know typical plastic one kind of like what the penny boards are now but my yeah. uh, the first real one was a company called newport slalom which is kind of like a weird slalom board that i was riding for a while mm -hmm. but my first skate skateboard was a sims wood kick tracker mids and a blue kryptonics I think they were like 60 or 70 millimeter. Oh, okay. Damn. I'm, I'm not, you're, you're going back before me, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's way. Yeah. 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 I'm talking like we were right after, you know, we, we watched skateboarding crumble, you know what I mean? Cause I was there for all the, like the skate skateboarder magazine into action now. Mm -hmm. And then when Thrasher basically started out as a fanzine. So it was like to see it all kind of, you know, kind of melt together is amazing. You know, yeah. a lot of history. Yeah. And, and and so going back and forth from Delaware to Philly and then and skating started skateboarding in Delaware. And what was it like skateboarding in Philly? You know, coming from Delaware and then going to Philly, what was it like? Um 
I didn't really start skating in the, like really street skating in Philly until like my high school or my junior year, which is like 81. Mm-hmm. So I was more like kind of the suburban kid. I would always go to, you know, to Philly to, to see my mom hang out, see shows. But we were really lucky. There was a in, in, indoor park called Philadelphia Skate Park, which I never rode. Jamie Godfrey and a bunch of guys rode it. It was cool. But we had a park called Cherry Hill Skate Park. And you'll mm-hmm. probably hear about it if you interview people of my era. But it was one of the best indoor parks to this day, built in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, by this guy, Wally Holiday. So we didn't have a, a need to street skate as much. And the minute that that indoor park was, you know, finished due to the weather conditions around here, everyone from Philly, Jersey, Delaware, you know, all over the place. We were all the Cherry Hill for, I guess it lasted for about three years. Okay. And 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 so you're going to Philly. What was your first show to go, your punk rock show, first show in Philly you My- go see? My first one, well, my first hardcore show was a band in called the Nihilistics. It was in uh, like Fairlawn, New Jersey, like kind of northern New Jersey with a bunch of friends of mine that I met through the scene. My first kind of hardcore show in Philly was at Love Hall. And I think it probably had to be maybe like MDC or because bands would come in and, and, you know, you don't have to pay five dollars. So I saw the first Saddle tour, mm-hmm. you know, TSOL, Minutemen. The Dicks, uh, Big Boys, you know, just Grit Gang Green, you know, so many different, you know, you know, bands. But probably around like '82 is when I started going to shows actively. That's right, dude. And so, mm-hmm. so I mean, go, you know, seeing that and then going back to Delaware, it was like Delaware didn't have a big um, punk rock scene that much, or was it more? You were like more hyped to get back to Philly because you're like, dude, the punk scene's way better. <laughs> yeah, well, it was different. Delaware was more of a, it's more of a corporate town. And, you know, I mean, it's a port town, just like Baltimore and Trenton and, mm-hmm. you know, the other towns that are connected to the, you know, Philly is also. So basically what it was is Philadelphia was so established then because all the clubs were open and then they were opening themselves to, to younger bands and, and, and taking more risks versus Delaware wasn't. So, you know, naturally you would have to go to Philly to see all the, you know, the, you know, the fun stuff. And in Delaware was where I kind of just built more of my personality before I moved to Philadelphia in 82, as far as like getting to know friends, being a black guy in skateboarding, like getting to get out of the box that I was mentally in because skateboarding was, there, there was no box for it. You know what I mean? It was like, you had to be creative because we were a small group of people, you know, trying to get this, this, this message across that skateboarding is important yeah. to the world, you know? Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and that's great. Uh, you mixed, skateboarding and punk rock together and right. and done such great things with it you know what i mean from you know from getting on the cover of thrasher to playing with bad brains and doing all right. this stuff i mean that's that's amazing like do you ever look back and be like pat yourself <laughs> on the shoulder being like fuck man i didn't expect this like 20 years ago you know <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's wild because i skated um with a good friend of mine tom graholski in north brunswick new jersey and he had a plexiglass vert ramp in his backyard. This is when skateboarding just kind of crashed. It was around, say, 16, 17. And um, for some reason, because I, I got into, like, you know, the, what the universe or the power of the universe or your mind mm-hmm. and how what I related that to as far as, like, what you want, you can manifest it. Well, when we were skating, we were listening to GBH, Bad Brains, all these different things. And not all of us are musicians or artists, but it seemed like the people that wanted to do graphics ended up working on big records because the records that we were listening to, we were inspired by people that were musicians ended up playing with some of those people, you know what I mean? You know, bad brains, dag nasty, you know, scream, you know, it's just, it's cool that skateboarding helped us 
it was like a bridge into the future of what we wanted to do. You know, it made things a little bit more approachable than just saying, get in the band, get a record deal, do whatever. Skateboarding was a tribe and the, we had a music and a, the background. And once they added video to it, it just blew up everyone's imagination to say, well, that's cool too. Let's just do small things and have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's right, dude. That's so right. And then how'd you get in the mix with do, having songs with um, bo- um Bones video or from Pow videos and stuff like that? How'd you get in the mix of that? How did that start it out? Um, I wrote Stacy when I was 14 after reading his uh, interview in Skateboarder magazine. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote me back and told me that he was starting the Bones Brigade. So I was still skating Cherry Hill. Uh, Jamie Godfrey was sponsored by Pow and this other skater, Mike Jezolowski. So I'd already known about Powell and we had already respected him. But when he was like, look, I'm creating this thing. It's not a team. It's more like a tribe, but it's called Bones Brigade. He's like, you know, it's a handwritten letter. Mm-hmm. And so since we stayed in touch and things worked out, when once I got signed to Deluxe, I think it was Deluxe Records, Beware Records on Deluxe, which is Thunder Trucks and Brian Ware, mm-hmm. the whole Thrasher crew. Stacy was uh, had a chance, to, I guess he was doing most of the filming at Savannah Slamma. And then he was had access to all the music that was on Beware Records, which is Odd Man Out, Stevie Caballero's band. There was McRad and a couple of Drunk Engines, Mofo's band. So he put the, the whole catalog to Savannah Slamma. It blew up. And then he turned around and put two of the songs, McRad songs, Weakness and McShred, into public domain for the Ray Barbie, Chet Thomas. So that was a surprise to me because he didn't even tell me. I just went to the premiere in L.A., and I'm sitting around and Lance and everybody, Tony's there, we're all young. And I hear my song and it's like the most groundbreaking street footage I've ever seen. And, you know, I always looked up to Ray because, you know, we all know each other as skaters. So when Stacy kind of showcased us in this mm-hmm. new world and he understands art and acting in L.A., he was right on point. Like it was so perfect that he gave us a chance to kind of come out of the crust of it, you know what I mean? That's right, dude. And and see your song on a big screen. Did you have like a tear in your eye? Were you just like, yes? <laughs> I was kind of bugging because it was, you know, we we're in LA and I just I was always been like, you know, skateboarding LA, whatever, the yeah. whole, you know, Z Boys thing. And just to be there, I was more or less blown away. Like, wow, why did he think that my song would go to this footage? Cause I just remember recording it with Ray Stevens and, and Ray plays in the faction also and a bunch of other bands, Clay Wheels, he's a great producer and so I'm more or less attached to how we made the record and then what we had to do. But Stacy was more or less attached to what the passion was. And so I was blown away, but I was more surprised that he was ahead of the curve on the visual thing. You know what I mean? I wanted to be all like Soppy, but there's a bunch of all the best of the best, Mike McGill and all these people in the building. I don't want to seem like, what, what's he all emotional for? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, man? What's he got to Come on, dude. <laughs> Dude, that's so rad, man. Just to think that, like, the whole world listened to your song on, on, like, one of the greatest videos ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty heavy. It's pretty. And I I wrote it in West Philly. It's it's just funny because it's like there was no skate parks. We just had, like, random spots. And I remember just sitting, you know, in my mom's, you know, living room with my, I had this Ibanez Roadstar, too. And I was like, I started strumming these chords. And I was like, I was really in a Def Leppard phase at that point. And so the, the, I think it's, the song's called Phonograph. Oh, yeah. Uh, Phonograph. And basically the chorus of that song, weakness is a big part of, you know, I didn't take the riff. I just kind of took, and it's Mutt Lang. He's a great producer also. So I, I should thank Mutt Lang for putting that record 
mm-hmm. where it needed to be. But it was a definite situation where I was in my MTV phase going, fear skateboarding. I'm just going to, instead of it being punk rock, I wanted to be rock and roll. Mm-hmm. That's right, dude. That's definitely mm-hmm. right. And you do a lot of stuff with Ray Barbie, Tommy Grill, and mm-hmm. of course with Ron Allen and stuff. I mean, that's right. rad that you guys stuck together. And is there going to be a big band with all you guys all at once or what? Well, Ray and I and Tommy have a project called Blacktop. Also, it features Josh Lippy and Matt Rodriguez. That's okay. Labo. It's from Sacramento. Um, I'm going to be doing a tour with Tommy coming up in April to May. It's all of Europe. He's got a, excuse me, a new record coming out. And I just did a show with Ray about a couple of months ago. I can't remember what it was, but I, I hope that we'll do another. There's another Blacktop record that's in the studio in the can. Mm-hmm. You just got to mix it. But, you know, people you know, are busy. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it's a situation where people have to do, you know, families and yeah. agendas. And then when COVID hit, it, it's kind of <laughs> through everything. Yeah. But I miss, I miss doing Blacktop shows because when I look up on the stage, it's like, some of the coolest skaters and people were all playing this music, which we love from our hearts. You know what I mean? We would never thought that would happen, but it, it actually just happened through skateboarding, you know? Yeah, that's right. And, and we're about to listen to this thing, a track with you and Tommy. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, tell me what track it is again. Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, what track is it? <laughs> well, no, I was trying to figure out any, most of the music that I create with Tommy, um, it's wild because people see him playing guitar, but when he played in Free Beer, he's, you know, when I, we met his kids, you know, Del Mar, he's a bass player. Yeah. So basically what we do in the studio is he'll have a vibe, we'll jam live, you know what I mean? And then yeah. we'll kind of like put the stuff together. And then live, we kind of have to, I mean, we get pretty serious about the rehearsals, you know what I mean? It's like two days of like grueling, getting tempos right, getting vibes right, because Tommy's really attached to the anthem of how he creates Mm-hmm. It's just like how he skates. It's like he's really attached to, well, this is how I'm delivering on the record. Yeah. If I can't do it live, I'm not going to do it live. But all the songs we're doing live, we, we want to make it like the record. So each record is like a, a state session. We have to be aware of what we're doing and not out-trick ourselves because we have to reproduce it. You know what I mean? We want to keep it raw. Are we ready to listen to it? See what it yeah. is? All right. Coming up, Chuck Priest <laughs> and Tommy Grill Jam. Let's check it out. Tommy! <laughs> Yeah, dub sessions. I think that song might be called Night Rider. I mean, Tommy never, all this stuff is instrumental, but the way we did that record, literally, like it's the drums and bass are live from top to bottom, recorded to a Tascam Porter studio, a real to real, you know, tape machine. And then Tommy goes, and I did the percussion and then he did all the guitar overdubs, but it's 
it's great making records with Tommy. He's like a really thought out person with a lot of soul. And he puts his skating into the music also, which is, it's priceless. I mean, Ray, Matt, my friend, you know, Josh is in the band, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. It's, it's almost like Fausto put us together. Yeah. Cause we were all together doing a black top rehearsal, like the start of it. When Fausto passed, we got, we got the phone call first. It was like, yo, Fausto just like kicked the bucket. We're just like, what is, you know, and, and it, I mean, Fausto changed skateboarding and that day it changed. So it just seemed like, Stacy and Fausto and guys like that and other people down in San, San Diego, not just to be biased to like the Bay Area or whatever. It seems like there's a lot of fire starters in the skateboarding that will pass the torch along for some eyeball reason and, and group the right people together. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that's yeah. what Fausto and the, the guys at Thrasher did. They were able to hand they were able to hand pick us without hand picking us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean, dude. And 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 that's great. I mean, because think yeah. about it, none of us would be here if it wasn't for for him. You know? Right, 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 right. sure. You know, definitely, definitely. And, you know, but one more question. Um, So how did you link up with Bad Brains, dude? That's that's pretty <laughs> badass, dude. Like, I mean, I love Bad Brains, man. I remember jamming out to them when I, when I was, like, probably, like, I, I want to say about 10, 9 yeah. years old, dude. I, I love them, dude. <laughs> how did you mix up with that, dude? Um, I had known HR when uh the Bad Brains weren't together. Like, it was, like, 83. They mm -hmm. had separated for a while. So HR started HR and Company which is a band with him, Kenny Dredd, a bunch of guys from DC. Um, and he called me and said, hey, do you want to come down and do a show? And so we opened up for him, and that's when I first met HR. The Bad Brains thing came along when I was playing guitar for Underdog. I just sent you the JPEG Vanishing Point, which I played lead guitar on. So we played shows, we recorded the record. And since Underdog was on Caroline and Bad Brains were on Caroline, we did a show opening up for Murphy's Law and a bunch of other people, like Joey Ramone showed up, a bunch of people. So Underdog was kind of like the New York band that was about to bust out. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Doc, Dr. No comes up to me and says, "Um, you want to, how are you at singing? And I was like, I, I can I can sing a little bit and I can chat. I was like, well, we want to audition a singer because this is right before Quickness was about to be released. They had already had Quickness done and not, not Quickness, I guess, no, no, it was Quickness because I guess I was before that. So. Quickness is already done. HR hadn't tracked any vocals. They were like, why don't you try to write some vocals to this record? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I wrote to the reggae song and I could do it, but it was so, because I was like writing in Doc's house and his kids are jumping all over the place. Like, they live in Woodstock, New York. So it's like a bunch of hippies, hippie environment. Like, and I love his kids, Naj, all of them. They're so cool, but they were so acrobatic in the house. And I'm sitting there trying to track a vocal on a four track. And he was like, if you can't deal, which I learned from Doc, and which I love Doc, all of, all of my brothers in Bad Brains, but what I, Doc showed me, if you can't be creative around chaos, you don't need to be in this band. Ah, because, that's so rad. He broke, all, he broke all my bull crap down because it was like I had a mic, a four track, and I'm listening to like Mackie on drums and Doc and Daryl, and like there's no vocals and it's quickness. So if you can imagine that record without vocals and you have to write vocals, so it literally scared the crap out of me. So that didn't work out. And then they called me probably a year and a half later to come write with them mm -hmm. before they released the record Rise, which is on Epic. Mm -hmm. And during that time, HR wasn't in the band. Mackie was in was in and out of the band. So I was there kind of just to replace Mackie. Once they figured they got the record deal, Mackie came back in to do the track the record. They did a tour for a year with Living Color and a bunch of other bands. After that year, I came in to like relieve Mackie 
of, of his duties because he had to do other projects. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what it was. It was kind of like a family thing. And I was in and out of like, kind of like, it's almost like being kind of like in a baseball music boot camp or something. Yeah. And then once they were able to call me, it was like, okay, you're going to play drums. We have about a week before we go to Japan and you're going to have to learn 25 songs. Like perfect. Oh, because shit. <laughs> yeah, because it was still on the Epic tour. We were still on Epic's, you know, roster and and on their budget for touring. So it was like I had to learn Earl's parts and Mackie's parts. You know what I mean? To to you know basically facilitate playing drums. And it was the scariest thing to for one play with the Bad Brains, but but two, I had never been to Japan ever before. So I had to fly there, get used to the jet lag. Never had that in my mind. And I'm like, the first show, I could barely click my sticks. Oh, and, like, oh. <laughs> and I, I mean, I made it through, but it was just like, yo, there's 25 songs I'm looking at. This this is crazy. Like, And there's like four reggae songs in the set. It's like, brat, reggae song, brat. Like, so your, your arms are like, like, I had to learn how to breathe. And, and, and I wish that I could be more like fanned out about it, but those guys showed me how to be a better musician, you know, right. and and I got a chance to, you know, kind of um, kind of redevelop myself as a musician because I was able to like, I thought it was all about volume and intensity, but then I got to a point where I was able to play the set without any, like playing it like I was playing a jazz set, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I was able to listen back to recordings and I was like, why am I forcing it so much? These guys know their music. I got to learn how to play like a better musician around them. So when we're playing these shows and there's 30 day tours, there's 28 shows, two days off of traveling. I mean, if you don't have your mind worked out, you're going to, you're going to crap. You're going to crap yourself. You know what I mean? So I've learned how to be a better overall person. They helped me change my diet outlook. It wasn't like a bunch of weird Rastafari preaching or nothing. It was just really good stuff. And and do you feel, and no, no more last question on this one, but um, do you feel that skateboarding and music, changed you to who to who you are now well yeah skateboarding and music skateboarding changed me because it gave me a different it gave me a different carpet to ride on as a black person mm-hmm. i never thought that i was going to be the first african-american on the front cover of a magazine or, or none of like that i just knew that like to have skate parks and to have places to skate people are going to progress if you use the word progression in the right way you know there's core progressions in music if you use it in the right way or the wrong way they create a melody or a tone and yeah. skateboarding blew up in the 70s and then it just kind of backed off. So when it came back on, we were the people, you know, carrying kind of like the freak flag. But it was what we were doing was carrying all the new, we're carrying, carrying the new foundation for what skateboarding is today. You know what I mean? I, I think it, it completely changed me, but it did give me a different anthem to to look at as being a person of ethnicity, you know, black, blackness, you know what I mean? Like a mix for sure, green eyes, you know, black skin. But I, skating just made me look at like, well, who do I want to skate with and who do I want to emulate? And most of the people that I wanted to emulate, you know, there was Freddie DeSoto, which was black. There was Marty Grimes, which was black. But I really related to Stacy because of his outlook, his attitude and his style. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and why he had style, you know what I mean? And why he made so much sense to skateboarding. And I'm happy that I was able to just come out of my color safari or zoo that you get put into when you're a young person because you hear adults and people talking but when you're an athlete you're an athlete yeah you know what i mean you have to figure out what it is the same with being an artist and if i would have been biased about who i was you know what i mean and not able to integrate i would skateboarding would have sucked because there was nothing for me to relate to as a black person in skateboarding 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just, I had to relate to me being an athlete and I love playing baseball. So I was like, well, let me just do skateboarding. Baseball's a team sport. Football's a team sport. I could play all the sports, basketball, whatever. But skateboarding gave me that individual effort to say, yo, I should push this to the level that I want. You know what I mean? That makes a yeah. lot. It changes your life when you know you have that option. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And and same with music. I mean, think about it. Skateboarding yeah. got you more into the music, or music got you in the, oh, they both worked out, basically what I'm saying. You no, know? but sk- skateboarding pushed me into punk rock and pushed me into GBH and all these other bands and Minor Threat. And then you 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 meet Ian and he skates, his brother skated, HR and Earl skated because they lived in Hawaii with their dad, or their military brats. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like an Jeff Hart cells connected because I, sk- I came up skating with Hartsey and Murph and, you know, so there's all these different people that ended up in that. We all ended up in the same arenas in different venues. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like this skateboarding is a huge, the biggest arena in the world that has multitudes of venues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you don't utilize them and you get caught up on your color, it's you're, you're going to miss out because your body can only hold out so long being a, a, a aggressive skater. Yeah, you know, no, definitely, definitely. And 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 I'm and it's rad to think that that it, we all have different venues, like you said, different venues of different things, and right. we all together. You know, and that's what's yeah. rad about it. You know, that's right. why I rad about skateboarding and music because it all goes together, no matter what. Yeah. You know, you can you can have you can have Eddie Van Halen skateboarding back in the day, or still skateboarding. We don't even know. Well, all right. Well, do you have anything planned for the rest of 2001, 22 coming up, or anything? Well, um, we're going to finish this tour out with Ron Allen. Um, I have a couple of shows with G-Love that's happening uh, down in the Keys in Florida, which is December 3rd through 5th. Mm-hmm. That's a show where I'm playing with Pete uh, from the band Scream. Excuse me. And we're doing a birthday party in New York. And then, excuse me, and then there's um, a record coming out with G-Love that we just finished next year. But right now it's just, you know, taking my son on the road to, to get you know get some skate parks under his legs and and figure out what he's doing before he turns 20 and then into 21 and becoming an adult so it's scary right yeah it's wild you know <laughs> and my other son dj swisher in new york he's a uh kind of a juke bounce juke bounce artist you know it's really really good music he's you know doing his thing so i'm just proud that my father ha- hanging out doing my thing and i'm happy That's that right. music and skateboarding are still connecting everything what? You're, you're a rad father, man. I think a lot of people would love to have a father like you, man, to go <laughs> play music. Yeah. Hey, son, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do this interview real quick, but go skate. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. I know. That's right. <laughs> and, and, it, <laughs> and Chuck, where can people find you at? Do you have a website, social media, YouTube, anything like that? My my main page right now, because we're still working on a website, is um my Instagram page, which is my name, Chuck Treese, T R E E C E, and then that'll lead you to whatever. But that's where I'm mainly on. Okay. Rad, dude. And then um, anything you want to say to the upcoming skaters or musicians or anything at all? Uh, I guess just uh, keep developing the art and 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 the lifestyle and, and, and hopefully we'll be able to, you know, put things out to where people can, you know, have better lifestyles skating, you know, better sneakers, better whatever. You know what I mean? It's all it's going to grow. You know what I mean? Better music, lighter gear. So you don't have to, like, lug all this gear around and, and mess your back up and have to go to a massage therapist and Reiki <laughs> and, you know, acupuncture, just, you know what I mean? The dumb things yeah. that we had to go through and, and and be kind of like, I would like for everything to become a little bit easier. So you guys have a good time and, and, and be blessed. Hell yeah. Well, Chuck, me personally want to say thank you for everything you have done for skateboarding, man. Like cool. putting it, 
doing everything in music, skateboarding, all that. I personally want to say thank you so much okay. for everything you had done, brother. Okay, man. And I also oh, yeah. wanted to say big ups yeah. to Ambler Beer Company and the yard here in Ambler PA. That's where I'm doing this interview. You know, the Wi-Fi connection is blessed here and is a really good people. They support skating. And, you know, if you want to come and learn how to silk screen, hit up Mike at the yard. He's, he's willing to give people little classes on how to make things work. You, you hear that audience? Go go visit the yard, man. Go go hit up Mike and tell him Chuck sent you. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, tune in because we got coming up next is the one and only Pat Duffy, man. You ready for yeah. this? Yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks, Thanks Chuck. I thank you. The mic is smoking. Yo, I ain't joking. Rhyme to kill. Rhyme to murder. Rhyme to stomp. Rhyme to ill. Rhyme to rock. What's up, Pat? Oh, man. Yeah, How Tyler. you doing, brother? How you doing, man? Good, good. Good, <laughs> good to see you. There, right man. Out. Yeah, it's nighttime here. It's like uh, almost 10 o'clock. Is oh, it? What shit, time is dude. it? I don't even know what time it is. Yeah, it's like 10. Am I keeping past your bedtime? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I'll stay up. I'll stay up for TSM, dude. No problem. Hell yeah, dude. So how you been, man? What's been going on with you? Um, just cruising, man. You know, like just living out here. Um, I left SD a few years ago, when 2016, and uh, moved to moved out like near Helsinki in Finland. My wife is from Helsinki, so we uh, we hightailed it out here. So, so, so it's a big change for you, huh? Countryside life, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's good, though. We like it out here. It's fun. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a big different change from, from SD to Finland. Yeah, no. Well, I've, I've been coming out here for years because my uh, my wife is from here, so... We come out, our kids were born in San Diego, but we would take them out here at least for a month or two every summer. So I've been coming back and forth. But we decided years ago that when we, they were going to go to school, like in first first grade, you know, that we were going to put them to school in Scandinavia instead of instead of California. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably, probably the school system's better out there than it is in California. Yeah, yeah. It's, and they have more freedom, you know. They can go be by themselves and be kids and shit like that, you know what I mean? Like kind of like when when we grew up. Exactly. <laughs> kids kids don't get to be kids like we got to be kids these days, you know. No, no, no. There's so much yeah. restrictions. I I think I think the kids can't be kids because of us. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it's a different era, you know what I mean? Like you know, you can't have kids roaming around and like, you know, like I don't know. It's, like, it's not yeah. safe, whatever, like safety first. But out here, you can go, you know, be like a 10 year old and ride your motor scooter down the road and like whatever. It's, it's a fucking free for all out here, dude. <laughs> so, what's, what's skateboarding like in Finland? All right, it's good. We got a good scene out here, man. It's good. We got Tampere, good city to skate. Helsinki, obviously. Turku. Uh, and we got some rippers like Jakko Oyunen and Ennis is out here. Um, Marius moved out. Marius, the Govs is out the here. Govs. And we got a whole scene, man. It's good. We got um, some really 
really good companies too. Like we got El Rio Grind and Few Pounds. We got a uh, Few Pounds Co. Um, yeah, some Finnish brands. Good, good shit coming out here. Hell yeah, dude. Well, what's what's you know some of the people might know who you are, and and, it might, and if they don't know who you are, then we don't know who they are. You know, but tell us <laughs> a little bit about you. <laughs> so, so what do you want to know, man? I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you straight. Give it to you straight, man. Just, just blare it out. A little, a little, little bio about yourself. What, what do you want to know? What do you want All to right, know? How, so, old, how old am I? Yeah, what, 25? <laughs> 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 what are you drinking, box wine? <laughs> I am drinking box wine. This went in, um, half of it went into the soup um, that my wife made tonight. And she was like, okay, you can drink the other half. Um, you're allowed to drink the other half when you do your... Uh, when you do your interview, so but I've already well, you drank just gotta it. promote her, her her soup, right? <laughs> yeah, I've got to promote the borscht, <laughs> the Russian borscht beet soup <laughs> with white wine. Well, we'll go, okay, so what got you into skateboarding? Uh, well, I always had a um, okay, well, it started really early. So, my next door neighbor when I was growing up, this is like 70s, dude. But there was a, always a board laying out in the yard, and I was like, you know, like crawling around or walking, like still kind of in diapers. And I would always go gravitate towards the skateboard and, like, you know, just throw it around and, like, kind of, you know, I don't know what I was doing with it. But there is a photo of me somewhere. It's probably somewhere around here of me, like, you know, as like a two year old, uh, like trying to skate. So that thing was always around. And then I remember I saved up. Um, do you remember Thrifties? The store yeah. Thrifties? Yeah, you remember Thrifties? Because they had 30. the ice cream, right? Thrifties yeah. ice cream. So I saved uh, whatever it was, twelve ninety nine for one of these Veriflex, like when I was maybe seven. You know, one of these Veriflex, like um, you know, like Chuck was talking about, like the, they look like penny. They're, yeah. the, they're like the old school penny boards. You know? Yeah. The plastic. So I had that for a little while. And then, uh, and then I remember um, around 1985, uh, my the older kids, my sister's friends were over, um, and they were like, "We got this new video, you know." And these are my sister's friends. She's like three years older than me, but the dudes were over, like, "Oh, can we play this new video?" And it was the Future Primitive, the Pablo. Oh shit! And I just I don't remember much about the video, but I just remember mes being mesmerized with the downhill sliding, you know, the yep. slide, the sliding section where they had like the crazy like discs on their hands, like. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, that's cool, right?" And so I had to save up and got myself a, uh, got myself a Steve Cab, with like all the plastic on it. You know what I mean? Nose yeah. guard, lapper, like tail tail guard rails, like everything, copers. And then, but I never really, I didn't really, I used it for transportation. I didn't really get into it, right? I wasn't, I was like, I was like skating, but I wasn't really trying to skate. I was still BMXing, you know, at this point. Um, and then the next step, the next evolution was um, I switched schools from eighth grade to ninth grade, mm -hmm. right? And this was in, what was it, 1987, 88, something like yeah. that? And um, there was a whole group of kids that came to the high school from um, another area of our county in Marin County. Mm -hmm. And these, these kids all skated and they like were skaters. 
And I thought these were the coolest kids ever, and I wanted to be friends with them, right? Because I'm like, oh, shit, well, I have a skateboard. So I did. I had lost the cab at this point. It was a couple years later after sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you know? Mm -hmm. But I remember um, I started to become friends with these guys because they surfed and skated, and they were, like, cool. And uh, um, I remember I borrowed a Bill Danforth Alva board. Oh, I, shit. I borrowed one from a friend. And I learned how to ollie up a curb, and it was on Halloween night in 1988. And right when I learned how to ollie up that curb, and I was friends with these skater guys, I was completely hooked. Like, that's all I could think about. So that's the absolute turning point is when I learned to ollie on that Bill Danforth album board. Damn. You right? still have, and do you, do, have you found that board yet? No, no, I had to give the board back to Chad Tolbert. <laughs> but then I got my own. Then I got my, I think I saved up and got a board. But that's when it all, and that's when I got completely, um, you know, like it took over my life. Dude, completely right, took dude. over my life. And then that's when I I found my slider bar. Like we stole this um, this uh, flat bar from the school and brought it to my house. And I practiced on the flat bar. I had a jump ramp and then I built a mini ramp in my backyard and was like skateboarding. Quit the baseball team, quit the football team. You know? Like well, were, your parents, were your parents bummed that you quit baseball and football team or were they hyped that you like, uh, no, my mom, my mom it, my dad passed away when I was a kid, but uh my mom just whatever we wanted to do, she was into. So she was like, You want a ramp? You could build a ramp. She's like, I'm not gonna pay for it, but if you could get it <laughs> if you could so so what happened was, uh, but no, she wasn't bummed that, that I wasn't a sportsman, but my coaches were really pissed because I guess I was, I was pretty good at baseball, you know, played like, you know, I, I, I batted fairly well and played a, played a good position. So mm -hmm. my coaches were, were like, ah, please just, just don't do this to yourself. And I was like, fuck, dude, what am I going to do? I really don't want to practice. I don't want to be here. I want to be skating. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. can't not follow my heart. Right. So, uh, but what happened yeah my mom was she was like she was into it yeah she liked mm, she liked having right. kids around so uh, yeah but we actually ended up getting the ramp because my buddy that i was skating with this dude joe colangelo his dad was like i'll finance the ramp you guys build it you know so we built it at his house up on the hill mm -hmm. um and it was uh 12 foot wide six foot six foot tall with like seven and a half foot train it was a nice ramp um, and within two months, he slammed and broke his arm. And he's like, I don't want this ramp anymore. And I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> so we just took it apart and lugged it to my house and put it back together. <laughs> he, he breaks his arm. Oh, I don't want anymore. Don't worry. Hey, don't worry uh, about it. I got yeah, it. Right I got here. you. I got you. I got a bunch of kids together. Like, all right, we're taking this ramp apart, bringing it to my house. You know? <laughs> and then we actually, we actually cut it down one foot. We made it five, five and a half. And then kept one section. It was like uh, we kept one. It was two sheets wide, mm -hmm. you know, so it's 12, no, 16 wide. So we kept one section six. So we had like a little extension on half of it. And then the other side was just five and a half. Dude, that's right. That's, that's, a, that's a good ramp, man. Yeah, it was, it was super fun, man. We had many, many sessions. Do you yeah. remember the, 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 rat, the raddest trick you land on there? Well, I learned when... You know, remember when? Um, remember when not the new H Street video came out yeah. with Matt Hensley when he was doing the five, when he, uh, right after he did the five forties. I was like, because Hensley was my favorite skater of all time. 
Hey, high five to that too, man. Right? <laughs> high five. <laughs> He's my favorite skater of all time. He had the best style. He was the best dude ever. And when he was in his heyday with his cargo shorts and his, uh, and his, fucking, his fucking chain wallet and his <laughs> fucking bleach blonde shaved uh, head, there was no beating Matt Hensley. Nothing <laughs> could touch him. Hey, I, so, I even tried to dress like him, dude. <laughs> yeah, I did too, man. Everybody did. Like, yeah, if you were if you were skating, if you were a rat in that era, Hensley was your favorite. Oh yeah, I had I had walls. My walls were like Matt Hensley pictures all up and down. Me and too, like, me too. And I I was buying Hensley boards before I was sponsored by H Street. I was just buying like in a row, like ten king size Hensleys. You know, that was my favorite board. Yep. But uh, right when that came out, when he learned the five forties, I was like, I'm doing a five forty on the ramp. I went and learned five forties on the ramp. Dude, that's fucking rad, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's rad. Mm-hmm. And then go back a little bit. So you got sponsored by A Street, and then, like, that, that must have been, like, you must have been stoked because, I mean, having Matt Hensley and, and you know, Carol and all, all these guys were all yeah. around, everybody on it. I mean, how did that come along? Um, well, because I, I was skating, like, so much, and I was getting good pretty quick. Um, and I was I, – I had the my flat bar – that we stole. It's like a balance beam, a metal one that we stole from the school and I brought it to my house. We were skating that a lot. So I was getting pretty good at handrails and, and, uh, and just, I don't know. I was like progressing fairly quick. Cause I just, like I said, it was like, all I could think about was like night and day. It's like skateboard. And so I was friends with, um, with Jeff Pettit and Ray Simmons. Mm-hmm. From, and those guys were already sponsored by H street. So I made, I made this sponsor me tape and I gave it to Jeff Pettit and I was like, send it to 8th Street, man. I need to get on 8th Street. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll give it to him. And then uh, when they saw it, they were just like, uh, Dave Andrecht. Dave Andrecht saw it first and he was like, oh, this guy, okay. And then he showed it to Mike Chernowski and Chernowski was like, okay, this guy, we need to get this guy some boards, to, you know, like just make sure to keep him on 8th Street, yeah. So that's how I got sponsored by A Street, and this was right around the time that that uh, MT was already thinking about um, because A Street, I guess, was getting too big for some of the riders. Like Danny was complaining, there's too many people on A Street, and da, 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 da. like everyone on their mother rides for A Street. Yeah, and so he was already thinking about starting Plan B, and I ended up just getting in there right in the right time to where he was like hey would you want to ride for plan b you know so like, i only wrote yeah. for h yeah so i only rode for h street for maybe like i don't know four or five months got but i mean i got two two boxes of boards That's but, but think about it i mean you're, you're riding for a company where your favorite skater is part of and you're like dude what the fuck man? i know it was like insane well it was like a dream come true because h street was like my favorite i grew up on shackle me not you know oh religious yeah. it was like my bible <laughs> Like my Bible that I read every day, little excerpts from fucking the <laughs> my skateboard Bible was like, you know, the Ray Simmons part and fucking uh, Carol and SF, the Carol brothers and SF and fucking, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, like I'm, Art, I'm, Art, I'm, Art and what, Steve Godoy. Was it Shackle Me Not when they did the introduction? Was it Danny Way going down the set of stairs when he was a kid? Was that the Shackle Me Not? I remember there's a, a A Street video where they have, someone was just going down somebody's like stairs stair sets at their house or something like that it was like an introduction video i know yes it was the beginning of danny's part at the end of shackle me not when yeah he was like 
He was like, Mike, can I get a part of the video? And then the doorknob comes off and he's like, what? It throws the doorknob and then they're like, sorry, Danny. Uh, video's done, dude. I can't. And then he does the caveman inside the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, all right, I guess you can get a part. And he's got the last part and it's the gnarly shit ever. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's, that was the one. D-way. And then, and then, so going from A Street to Plan B, and you're only been on there for like a few months, and then they're like, "Hey, coming to Plan B," and you're like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Like, yeah, it was more of like a trial, like maybe get on, maybe not. I don't know, but okay. So I was talking. I I did I did well in this. Um, remember the NSA contests? Like, mm -hmm. so I did well in the regionals. Like I went to Corvallis when I wrote for H Street. Because it had to be, you had to be sponsored to enter these contests, and I was, so I was sponsored by H. I went to Corvallis, and I got like third. No, Colin got third. I think I got fourth. Mm -hmm. was, no, I got third. It was Chris Branna was first in the street. Colin McKay was second, and I got third. And then I missed my mini ramp run, which was kind of tragic. I slept through it. But, uh, <laughs> we were sleeping, sleeping in the van, and I don't know why, but I fucking slept in in the van. <laughs> uh but and then in san jose the next regional was in like san jose and i did good i got sixth in, in that and i was supposed to fly to georgia mm -hmm. to go to atlanta to go to the finals so i remember being a kid 16 or 17 16 i think and i was like on the phone like i remember t mag called me one night or at the uh, like this one night, T Mag calls and he's like, Hey, we'll send you to, um, you know, because he was doing H Street. But then Mike T called too. And he's the only one that I knew. I didn't know Tony, but I did know Mike because he had come up and we had filmed a little bit together when I was yeah. still writing H boards and stuff. And he was like, If you want to just blow off that contest and just crew, I'll fly you to San Diego and just come down and film with us. And I was like, Okay. You're like yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because I wanted to go to the contest, but then again, yeah. I didn't know what I was getting into, and I knew Mike, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll just, I'll cruise down and just hang out with you then." Yeah. And so I kind of, I blew that off, and then, and then, uh, yeah, I went down to San Diego and hung out with Mike and Danny, and this is right when Plan B was going, so like right when it was getting it off. I don't even think they had the name yet. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, just just to know. I mean, just to be part of that 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 big era of, of yeah, it was of fun. Randy. I just like I got was in the right place at the right time. I guess yeah. Yeah. Cool. And and oh, I want someone to say, can you take us back to this day? Uh, um, what day? <laughs> that was like an eternity. That was like a five lifetimes ago. <laughs> it's funny. Do I still look the same? I still look that young, man. That was fun. Mike, he, he, we flew because I, I went and did that olive school back look with Tobin, with Tobin Yellen, and we shot it. Mm -hmm. And it came out in Transworld, and Mike was like, "You got to get that for the video." Right? And so he drove from San Diego in his brand new Acura Legend. They just bought. Right? <laughs> was bought the, was right when Acura came out in the early '90s. You know? He was in his luxury car, and 
and uh, my high school girlfriend's friend's parents were out of town that night. <laughs> they were having a they were having a house party, and so it was like a Friday night, and and I was like, hey, my, and Mike was staying at my house, like with us and my mom, and like he's just like, yeah. and I'm like, hey, Mike, um, my <laughs> there's a house party that I want to go to, and he goes. He goes, here, take the Acura. He <laughs> goes, the keys, brand new car. And I was like, what? <laughs> really? I'm like, okay, I'll take the Acura. It's so, like, I didn't, I wasn't drinking or anything, but I was like, went to the party and like, whatever. And hung out probably till five in the morning. And then came back and Mike's sleeping in my bed. And I curl up on the floor, go to sleep for a couple hours. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then we go there and it's just me and him, you know, just a video camera and him and me. And it just, it just happened to start raining. Like it just started to sprinkle. And I was like, fuck. I'm like, dude drives all the way from San Diego to get this trick. Like, fuck, we got to get it, you know? <laughs> and he gave me the keys to his brand new car last night. Like, fuck, I'm not coming home empty handed. <laughs> Oh, so man. yeah, so it was started to rain a little bit, and I was warming up, and like um, I did a few rails, a few board slides on it mm -hmm. when it was wet, and it was already wet out, and I was like, "Well, fuck, man, like, you can board slide the thing, you can get your trick, you know." So I just kept trying, and it worked out. No, no, and that's you know, and that's what staples in a lot of people's mind is is that your last your your video part in the Plan B video. I mean, that was the lot that was staple in my mind and a lot of you know my age and kids nowadays that part right, right there it was just an amazing thing to see because it's like dude did he just do that in the fucking rain dude that's insane <laughs> that's you know funny. yeah it's definitely I mean, like it's been one of my career highlights man <laughs> <laughs> but it's rad i mean it's fun we, though it's fun you know like fuck i did it and people people liked it no, that's definitely right. And, and a lot of people, you know, I mean, you, you've done a lot for skateboarding, you know what I mean? Like team manager, um, you know, skateboarding for a lot of good companies and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yes. What's the most memorable thing that you can remember of all everything you have done? The most one of the most memorable <laughs> things that you can remember. <laughs> My memory is terrible. I've done so much stuff that I don't even remember. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like the video game that we were in was pretty memorable. Um, in the EA skate one, two, oh. three was kind of cool. Uh, I like the think, think days were amazing. Um, like living in the warehouse, um, across the street from Thrasher with the dirt ramp, mm -hmm. like for two and a half, three years was absolutely insanity. <laughs> Complete. <laughs> like party mayhem but uh um i don't i don't, I don't know to say like just traveling just being skateboarder i guess i don't know like being able to do it just to be out and like be loving life you know hell yeah, hell yeah. and memorable things survival <laughs> survival <laughs> and do you and, and what was your experience when you first time traveled outside of the united states going to europe and stuff like that what was that like yeah, it was crazy. The first, yeah, first, my first trip out was with, it was just me and Sal Barbia. We went to, uh, just, in, we went to England. And I met Joe Burlow, RIP Joe Burlow. 
um, for the first time. He was the one that was dist distributing Plan B at the time. Uh, and yeah, that was a crazy experience. Like I was still in high school, you know, like traveling. We, were, we did like this little tour all around like, uh, London. And then we went down to Cornwall, drove around with Al Alvin Singfield and Joe Burlow. That was Sean Goff was like the Plan B distributor uh, rider, mm -hmm. this mini this mini ramp champ from uh, from England, um, and then yeah, and then my first Euro trips were crazy, like '93. Um, that was that was crazy, yeah, because I didn't realize like that's when you know when you're nine when you're nineteen twenty I think it was nineteen and like you know. Like the drinking, the drinking age is like 16. So you're like, what? I can drink in the bars here. This is crazy. This is sick, man. I love that place. You know, that's right. Absolute mayhem. Like a bunch of 19, 20 year olds just fucking loose in Europe. Like from <laughs> skateboarders just raging across Europe. That's uh, right, man. I mean, because think about it. I mean, I mean, that's 93 is right. Right when Questionable came out, or was it 94? Uh, questionable came out in 92 we filmed 92. in 90 91 i was still in high school we were filming questionable yeah yeah so when questionable came out and then you hit the tour i mean people were just like blown away by you guys you know what i mean because you i mean you guys like have redid skateboarding you know to what it is now you know yeah it was crazy yeah but that video definitely like took it to another level questionable was one of the definitely one of the turning points i i mean i i guess I, I equate it to when i saw hocus pocus and i was like oh my god dude it's too good i can't i've got to quit now because it's <laughs> the level's too high but i'm sure like questionable probably had that effect on the kids you know of that era that were watching it like fuck man these guys are too good i gotta quit you know? <laughs> that's how i felt when i saw hocus pocus right and and to get, and to get to see yourself on on a big screen or, or movie theater that's, and stuff. How yeah. would that feel, dude? That's terrifying, dude. I was just like, well, I, don't, I don't even want to be here, dude. It's <laughs> <is> too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm not like limelight guy. I, just, I don't, I like to be in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Then, like, too. I'm too ner. I'm too, too much of a nervous wreck for that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then I don't mind. I don't mind doing demos and shit like that in front of people. You know what I mean? When you know, but like, when you're in that kind of environment, I don't know. It's just like I get, I get too nervous. Well, you, I, I do remember you. I think it was PD when PD had a demo. I remember you skating that one. Yeah, right, out front in that little shopping center. Oh yeah, for sure. Dude. Not shopping center, but in the in the, in the um, in that hotel cross street where they used to PD used to do all the demos there back in the day. Totally, I remember that, dude. That was like uh, what? That was like mid mid nineties, right? Like ninety five or something. I don't know. What do you think, Carl? When was that? Let's see if he pops on. There he is. Hey, what's up? What's I up, tried. Carl? Yeah, I shot this photo when I started shooting photos on film. Ah, oh, well, where? where hey, let me see. Put my glasses on. <laughs> A little glare. I'm trying to get that glare. Is off. that me? Who's that? Yeah, it's you, dude. <laughs> where Where is that? Across the street from Pacific Drive. No way, man! That's properly dipped back, Smith. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes! I owe you. I owe you a six pack of Heineken for doing it that day. Really? 
Yeah. I was like, you better pull oh. up. Heineken. You're like, all right, all right. I'll do it. I'll do it. No way. No way. That's insane. Uh, what year is this? I don't know. <laughs> you don't, hey, our minds are the well, only remember, dude. <laughs> well, take, take, a, take a guess. What year is it? Do you have any idea? I'm going to say 95, 96. Yeah. Somewhere around there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that, was, that was when you were living in PB for a minute, wasn't it? I lived in Pacific Beach for two years. So straight out of high school in 92. Uh, so I was there from 92, 3, and like a little bit of 94. So that was probably around then. Okay. And I was hanging out at PD like at, like every other day. So. Yeah. That's that was long. Maybe. We got really. to turn, turn this into an NFT and, and sell it. This is this is this is, this is a one. This is a one-off. It's all made by Absolutely, hand. Absolutely, dude. I want. I need a copy of that. Like, <laughs> shoot. actually, I don't even mind. Like, just shoot a phone copy and send it to me. I want to see it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll and then I'll timestamp that onto the blockchain for my Emmy uh, for my NFT. There we go. That's what's up. You know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, Pat. Well, do, do, so what, what do you have coming up? Anything good coming up? Like, for uh, well, um, I just kind of finished off my like summer traveling. Like, well, okay, so everything's been locked down for so long, right? And I was actually like, I even turned down some traveling because it was before like early spring. I was like, I don't know how, like, is traveling okay these days? Like, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Like, but I guess you just have to, like, it's not, I finally said, fuck it. Okay, I'm just going to book the, because I still have my hands in, like, I don't really, like, you know, get paid to skateboard anymore. I still have a board on plan B, but, um, but uh, I, like, am kind of regular guy job over here, you know? Like, I kind of gave up my uh, pro skateboarding career so that mm-hmm. we could live in, in in Finland, and the kids could go to school here. And yeah. So, but I still got my hands um, a little bit in it, which is nice in like the traveling, um, because I worked for World Cup skateboarding with Dave Duncan and uh, uh, and East Talk, and uh, we we uh, so I go around and I judge contests, mm-hmm. right? So World yeah. Cup World Cup runs a lot of different really cool events um, around here around Europe, like Omar Esquino in Spain. Uh, we do the double, triple fest event in Kiev, which I was not there. Um, and then I went and I judged this, uh, the, the Red Bull, Red Bull Paris, the Paris. Oh, um, yes. Yes. I, know you're I was about. judging there, um, in Paris with Stefan Laurence and, uh, Danny LeBron, um, that Trevor McClung won it. Which yeah. was insane. Like, dude, dude that course was badass too, dude. The course was super fun, man. It was super fun. I skated a bunch. Uh, what else? And then um, I went to Prague for the 30th or 26th annual Mystic Cup. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so, like I said, like I still got my hands kind of in the traveling aspect, but. You know, we had to take so long off for this whole lockdown. Like no one was going anyway. So, yeah. But I uh, finally got out and and uh, and did that. And then I went and I got to um, Danny and Colin flew me to uh, to Barcelona for a Plan B film trip. Okay. Yeah. Just this was just like a month ago. It was insane. It was so fun uh-huh. to see 
to see Trevor and Felipe and little Christian and Danny and Colin. Um, uh, Erleon was out there, Felipe, my boy Felipe, and uh, and uh, yeah, and Shea Sanford and some fucking film like uh, Eric Bragg. I got to hang out with Bragg, my buddy Bragg, for, for yeah. a week. Super fun, man. That's that's good. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you still. I mean, you're always going to be involved in skateboarding because that's that's in your blood. It's in your. I system. mean, fuck! I have to have to skate, dude. Yeah. And my my son, my my little Lemmy is like a full skate rat. So I'm what? Taking him to the skate parks and like, you know what I mean? I'm like skating with him all the time. So. Does he know about you? Does he know about your? Does he realize that your dad? Does he realize his dad is like some history of skateboarding part of the history of skateboarding or anything or does he know a little bit about yeah, you or what yes yeah i mean he know he knows i'm in the mix and i know a lot of people <laughs> you know what i mean he, he doesn't brag but to his friends like yo this is my dad <laughs> no 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 he's you know you know how kids i mean i don't know do you have kids no, no, no. Zero yeah, kids, yeah, man. Yeah. I, man. I don't know how I manage no kids yeah. at my age, man. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, yeah. No, nah, he's not bragging at all. <laughs> he's like, oh, fucking, there's my dad again. Like, embarrassed. He's embarrassed when I show up at the park. I'm like, dude, let's shred, man. <laughs> hey, kids. Oh, that's fucking funny, dude. That's yeah. funny, man. And, and what's your um, view on skateboarding now? I mean, from from growing up from the you know from the eighties, nineties, and two thousand, and way to skateboarding is now. Do you feel like it's better, or do you think it's progressing? Do you think it's going forward or backward? Well, or- I mean, the level is progressing. The level is just insane these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. The level, the level of skateboarding these days, like the Jamie Foys and the crazy ledge, ledge dude. My my cat has. My cat has been hunting something in the living room for like the entire episode. I've been watching Jeff. I've been watching Jeff Juan. I watched Chuck Trees, and my cat is like trying to find like a mount. Like she's hunting something. <laughs> it's just I saw the little paw come. Like, dude, is she there? Oh, uh, you can't see her. She's no, like, I can't see it. She's 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 underneath the table. Like, dude, sorry. <laughs> I swear, I swear, there's like a fucking dead bird or like a fucking like crippled mouse under the couch and she's trying her hardest. She's been at it for like an hour. <laughs> it's funny. Oh yeah, that's fucking uh, hilarious. Dude. Uh, but yeah, what I was saying is like, yeah, the progression of skateboarding is crazy. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I never thought it would get to this crazy flip in, flip out, like and also, I like I like the way that um, the create creativeness has been has been going. Like it's so people are getting so creative these days, and it's like there's nothing that's uncool anymore. Like anything goes. It's like a free for all these days, which I kind of yeah. like, you know. Yeah, no, and, and it's definitely rad. I mean, because if you look at it, you know, skaters like you know skaters like you and Costin and Rodney and and, and Names go on and on and on. Damn, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna throw me in with Costin and Rodney, dude. That's kind of nice, dude. Hey, I like where you're I like where you're going with this, Tommy. You like that, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's all, thousands of names, but I mean, you know, I mean, but you guys and all the other guys, you know, have gave platform for these new age skateboarders because all they're doing is rewatching your videos. Oh, you got it? 
Oh my god, dude. You're gonna you're gonna trip. What he caught? What he caught? You're gonna trip, dude. There's a ferret. There's a fucking ferret in the house. <laughs> it's a, a little white ferret in your house. Yeah, there's a little white marmot or something, dude. I just saw it. That's what the that's what the cat Yeah. Oh my god, dude. You could here, wait. Hang hang on a minute. Watch this. Watch this. I'm gonna put right, the flash. Okay. I'm gonna put the flashlight on. Oh, now it's behind the. You see it? Yeah, I see it. You see it over there? Yeah. What the fuck is that? It's a little marmot. <laughs> I I've only seen I've only seen one of those. Um, and that was like probably three years ago, and I was tripping out. I thought it was a pet. This was like not even near this house. It was a different house. And uh, I thought it was somebody's pet that got out. So I like pulled over. It ran in front of my car. I pulled over and I was like trying to find it. But now, and then I like went home and re like, there it is, dude. Holy smokes. <laughs> I got to get the cat. Oh, so that wasn't the cat. So I thought that that was the, okay, I'm tripping out, dude. <laughs> because I thought. I thought that that was the cat's paw coming out from under the table, but it was actually that white little marmot. It was trying to get you, dude. Look at it. Dude, look at him. Yeah. Look Holy him. shit. I just saw him. He just ran underneath that thing. Yeah. Oh, there, there he is. He's, he's, oh, my God. That, I'm tripping, dude. This is insane. Um, dude, there's a little fucking... There's a marmot. He's fucking here, dude. My wife just woke up because I'm freaking out. Tell her I'm sorry. Well, if just, just, just sit here, and he's gonna come out. He's like, so. Um. Any, anyways, sorry about that. Right, no, it's fucking hilarious. I love it, dude. It's just like walking around. It's <laughs> Should be coming out over there anytime. Um. So yeah, but anyway, yeah, skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was saying is, so you know, like a Pat Duffy and Ronnie Moe and you know Sean Sheffy, names go on and on and on. You know, costumes yeah. and stuff like that. You guys have made a platform for these new age skateboarders to be who they are or be creative. And how's that make you feel that you were you made that platform for these guys? Uh -huh. Um, it's, it's, it's nice, you know, like, I don't know. It makes me feel good that I, I could, that I, you know, at that point in my life, like, you know, whatever, like we were doing our thing and like, it happened to be that we were, you know, like kind of pushing, pushing the level like a little bit, you know, and there's a there's generation that does it every year, basically, or every couple of years, like it put, gets pushed up and it's, it's nice. I know it's so cute, huh? <laughs> Uh, it's nice that uh that you i was involved in that you know to an extent like i'm not gonna say like i fucking it was me but it yeah. was there was definitely a group of us that were, were doing it at a certain time in the 90s and we were we were pushing it you know which is that feels good no definitely definitely man and and you know and then one last question um do you have anything you want to say to anybody coming up for skateboarding or, or is or isn't or what? Yeah, I mean, not, oh, dude. 
Uh, he just ducked behind the thing again, but he's so cute. It's like you're gonna, you gonna keep him. I might, dude. I might keep him <laughs> at least for a little while. Maybe get a cage and a little little wheel he could run in and shit. You gotta send me a picture of this thing, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I will. I'll send it. Um, uh, what I would say, like to anyone that wants to do it, like just follow your heart, man. Like just do it. You know, don't basically this is just advice for being a human being, but like don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about you. Just do your thing. You know what I mean? Like haters are gonna hate. Fuck them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, definitely. Sayla, <laughs> hey, oh, Sayla's coming in now. My daughter's coming in. She's like What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, she's so stuck. <laughs> It's so cute, huh? Sorry, sorry we're like. You're good, brother. You're good, man. I, I hope that I didn't. I hope I didn't boil the episode with my marmot. No, no, it's great, dude. People are gonna love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, Duffy. I, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Hey, I'm so I'm stoked, man. Like it was crazy because I've all, I'm like super nervous to do these these type of things. This has been actually really easy, mm-hmm. but um, it was funny because I was thinking like, damn, we met, he just went this way. He's over here. <laughs> Yeah, he just went that way. Uh, I was thinking, like, holy shit, we made this, um, we made this date like ten months ago. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, I'm like, damn, it's tomorrow. <laughs> like, like, there's no turning back because we've been planning on it for so long. There was no like, oh, dude, can't do it. Like, we're doing this, dude. <laughs> it's on. What time yeah. is it over there? Ten o'clock in the night. We're going to do it. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. So yeah, I'm I'm su- super happy, man. True skateboarding. Thank you so much for having me, dude. I'm so psyched, Tommy and Carl. Thank you so much for having me, man. Stoked. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and Pat, you know, definitely want to say thank you for what you have done for skateboarding. To you inspired just not just me, Carl, all the '90s kids, but you inspired everybody else, man. And I just want to say thank you for everything. Thank you, and I appreciate it, Tommy. Thanks a lot, man. Well, well, this is a wrap for TSM Live Show Season Four Finale. I'm your host, Tommy Zam. I want to say thank you to all our sponsors for making Season Four possible. Thank you to all our guests for coming on Season Four of True Skateboard Mag Live Show. And tune in for season five because we're on the road. Peace. Peace out. Thanks, dude. Later. Later.